Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that show wasn't as good. It was kind of awkward. I just think they put out a lot of, like, they're putting out a lot of content. And then some of their, and I think the pro, there's two problems. Um, one is some of the content that they actually just buy. Because a lot of this is already stuff that's been put together, and then they yeah, it's, they you know, buy it. It's Canadian shows, British shows, yeah, yeah. Right, and like those are like, all right, I get it, you bought them. They probably would just be on BBC, and people would probably try and catch them later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of their original stuff, it's like it's mixed bag. It's like good, or like you should have just stopped. And some of the stuff that's that's really been good are the shows that they picked up that were canceled. Um, that tend to be more entertaining. Like, I, I I have a weird addiction with watching Longmire. Like, just to show up a lot. But it's, yeah, I love that show. Weird. I love uh, the show. I, I think Netflix is going for, like, a, um, like, you know, like, they're going for the broadest demographic possible. So, you know, there are people who like prestige television. There's people who like junk television. That's why they have that big deal with Adam Sandler, you know, um, they're, you know, I don't, you know, surprisingly, I don't pay attention to their, their teen dramas that much. Um, I do know they have some, I know they have some teen comedies and I hear 13 reasons why is killing it. And also yeah, just got renewed for a second mentioned. season. It's, it's on the cover of entertainment weekly. Um, yeah, it just yeah. got renewed for a second season. It... So Damon, originally we were talking about, um, uh, we're talking about what we watched, and I had asked uh, Alex if he'd seen Dear White People, and uh, he said that he saw two episodes and kind of bailed. And I said, well, you know, I think that's a, that's what a lot of people think. You know, they're they're kind of afraid to say that Dear White People is bad, but the way that you can tell that a show is bad is that no one's a show that had a lot of buzz, but then after it came out, no one's talking about it. Yeah, that's how you can probably tell a show that. You know, people are afraid to say, actually, Dear White People sucks, or it's it's bad. I you mean, know, just, they kind of maybe it's not for us. Uh, Alex mentioned that maybe um, he's uh, this he's too old for this millennial generation. I don't even know I, if it's bad. I think we're just, I, I just don't think the show is for us. The show is called Dear White People. <laughs> is the show for white people? Yeah, it's not yeah. for us. No, it, but I like the movie. I like the movie. As I, much I as you like the movie, the movie echoes and mirrors an experience that black folks who go to PWIs, PWCs, already have. Mm-hmm. We know what that movie was. We know that experience. We know everything about that. Right? It was all, It was kind of familiar. It was warm. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, you may not have necessarily known the names of the characters, but you knew that person in real life. So... To see it happen, play out in a movie, it's great. But then to kind of see it watered down and play out over the course of some episodes, that shit doesn't resonate. Isn't that for us? At all. All right, how about Girl Boss? Girl Boss not for us either, right? I I honestly don't really fool with Girl Boss. I, that like, but I heard it's a good show, and I don't want to say I don't want to turn anything away from it. I just not really <laughs> for it. Um. All right, guys. So let's kind of just jump into it, and we'll we'll just have a freewheeling conversation. But um, we'll we'll, let, we'll be hitting up Master of None, right? Hey, welcome to Situation Botany, a sitcom discussion podcast. Um, I'm your host Layton, and I am here with my two co-hosts. 
We've got uh, Damon in DC. How you doing, Damon? What's going on, folks? Um, and then we've also got Alex. Alex is in SoCal. How you doing, Alex? Um, doing quite well. How are you, gentlemen, doing? Uh, doing great. Um, you know, our show is on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all those good places online, and we'll be providing those also. But, um, you know, we have uh, been gone for a while again, um, and, uh, but this is a momentous week. Are we even past. a weekly podcast anymore? Or well, we, we, are, we are a no. podcast. We are a podcast. We're like a quarterly, yeah. we're a quarterly podcast. We come out when we feel like it. <laughs> yeah. We, we come out when there's something major to talk about, and I feel that it is major that we talk about uh, Master of None uh, Season 2. It's been almost 18 months um, since, well, actually, since November of 2015. Um, so almost 18 months since the last time Master of None, there, were, there was a new episode of Master of None, and Season 2 uh, dropped uh, uh, over the weekend. Um, I binge watched all 11 episodes over the over the weekend, um, and um, I'm I, and I had to get my two friends here, uh, Alex and Damon, to just talk about it. Um, now, you guys did not see all of the uh, in, uh, entire uh, season two because you guys have lives and you know significant <laughs> other families, like me, who can uh, who who pretty much, I watched seven episodes on Friday. And then I watched another three, wait, four, on Sunday. Jeez, uh, this is this is what happens. Uh, my, my my Saturday was free though. Um, so so. <laughs> uh, but just in general, this uh, this season picks up where the end of season one um, left off, where um, the woman that uh, uh, Dev, uh, as he's in Zari's character, was dating Rachel. She leaves to go to go to, to a Japan for an opportunity. This depresses uh, Dev, and he just takes off and goes to Italy. So, kind of the first two episodes take place in Italy. He's been living there for about three or four months, um, and all that stuff. But since I don't want to go, it, it, it kind of leads into the overarching story of the season, but I don't really want to go into uh, right now. Uh, because you guys haven't seen the full uh, season yet and to see the, the end. But yeah, what, we what, haven't seen the full thing, but I think we we got to talk about the at least the way that the first episode... You at least saw the first one. Okay, great. So yeah, I've the seen first? the first four. And okay. I, I feel like it, you know the first episode, which is kind of an homage to uh, Italian cinema, uh, just mm-hmm. like the black and white, um, the... The kid who has kind of an exaggerated Italian accent and just like, mm-hmm. you know, that thing is really, really cool, though. I thought it was a really, it's incredibly well shot and it's done so well at certain points you forget that it's black and white and you forget that you're reading uh, subtitles. So shout out to Aziz Ansari and uh, Z1, the, the, the co-writer, like they did an incredible job of creating that. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great take on the movie Bicycle Thief. Um, where and I, you know, in that movie, the they steal a bicycle, but in this one, uh, um, they steal something that's probably even more important to our character Z's, which is his uh, cell phone, which uh, is even more critical because he meets a beautiful British woman um, and gets her number. He's going to go to Puglia to hang out with her and her friends in the hot tub, and his phone gets stolen. 
And uh, so he goes around Italy searching for his phone. Um, Alex, you saw uh, The Thief also. What did you, you think about it? You on mute, bro? Uh, I thought well, it was pretty good. Oh, there you go. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I'm still here, y'all. I just, you know, I had to clear my throat real quick. I was chowing down on a slice of pizza. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a, a, a nice open to the, uh, to the season or to the series for the second round. I like Damon. The kid, I was all in for. Yeah, he uh, was the over exaggerated yeah. Italian accent. That was yep. man, that was money right there. Yeah, he was good in every scene, man. That kid was good. Yeah, and I think I, I don't know. It's something about dude. Child actors when they're good like that, they just bring it, dude, and they're just you know entertaining. I, I enjoyed the episode. Seeing the whole you know adventure for the the cell phone was really great because yep. you know as you know the character of Dev, like you know he's always on the cell phone. He always you know making moves. And for him not, not to have it. You have to be texting these women, man. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be texting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for him to do that, man, that was that was awesome. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really great open. Uh, so that leads into the next episode called Blanaz. Um, and that is uh, Arnold, who kind of turns out to be the breakout uh, supporting character of the seat. Well, not breakout. The second, uh, the the male breakout supporting character of the season, Arnold, he kind of he kind of shows up to Italy uh, to visit um, Dev and also to go to a wedding of his friends. And it's just a great kind of travelogue in Italy. And travelogue, food travelogue, is going to play an important role during this during the season. So it kind of now that I'm thinking about it, as I think about the later episodes. This episode where he, uh, where Dev and Arnold are traveling around Italy, you know, eating food and random stuff happens. It gets stuck in a wall, all that stuff. They go to the wedding, you know, all all that, um, all that stuff is, it just really plays out later on in the season. And in addition, um, he, Ar- Arnold is kind of hung up on his ex girlfriend of eleven years, who's getting married, and through working through that, Dev kind of realizes that maybe he shouldn't be hung up on his ex-girlfriend because during this episode he starts um he starts texting back with his ex-girlfriend Rachel in like a, like a friendly way he realizes that's that's really not on not not healthy for him and i thought that that was uh, uh that, that was a cool you know minor it's not it's not played up like a big revelation to him but like it's definitely something that just happens to him and he just he, he uh, you know, it just comes to the realization naturally. It's not played up huge, you know, like doesn't, you know. But yeah, um, also I kind of appreciate during um, all these texting uh, scenes that they always have those uh, iPhone mistakes, which uh, which makes it feel <laughs> a lot more real when you, when you text. It. You see those, you see him text stuff and then back up and then text it again. It just makes it feel like, oh, you know, this this actually feels like a real thing. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Damon Lanaz, or I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce it in Italian, but Lanaz, the wedding. What do you, what do you think? So number one, I thought it was great, just kind of the, the to explore the relationship between Dev and Arnold. Um, you know, in the first season, you understand that they are friends, but in this season, you see why they're friends, and I thought that was really, really great. I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, one of the things that I don't know if we've given enough 
respect and kind of props to, but Aziz Ansari has like dude's acting ability has grown tremendously. He's not just Randy anymore. He's like he's Dev. Yeah, you know I mean, like mm-hmm. he he found this really incredible well of uh, just emotion and the kindness. Of, like, it, it, he feels like a very real person, and I think that's so cool. So I'm, I'm shout out to both of them. And Arnold is great, you know, pretty mm-hmm. much in everything he does. Um, and like the, the way hey, he cuties. meets, yeah, the hey cuties are ridiculous, by the way. But when you get to the wedding and he, you know, he kind of meets the dude that's roughly taking his spot. Some mm-hmm. fam. I was like, what is going on here? But it was great. It was fantastic. Alex, yeah. what's going on? What, what do you think about this one? Uh, I didn't make it all the way. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I fell asleep at a certain point. Um, I, I got about halfway into the episode, and I enjoyed it. And I think the things about um, meeting, you know, getting over an, an ex, um, those really, like, resonated well. And I got to agree, like Damon said, like, the acting on Aziz and Sorry's part, like, him playing this character of Deb is the great departure from you know, Randy and a great departure from, you know, the character of Tom Haverford from Parks and Rec. And I think that, you know, he's bringing a a, a new depth to the character and to himself, and it makes me actually like him more. And I'm a person that generally enjoys Aziz and Sorry, but I can see when he is doing his Randy thing or his Tom Haverford thing, like that stick for me gets kind of like, all right, homie, I get it. You like nice things, you, you know. You're all into your your, your R and B and your hip, and it's like I need somebody that has real emotion, you know, that shows real, you know, something. Give me that if you're gonna, you know, take your chance of being this, you know, this actor and this taking that next step. And so I think in this episode, like everything that you know he did with his, you know, feelings and you got an X in the play, you know, in play, especially you know you got. Like I said, I, I didn't make it all the way through, um, but I knew enough about the the wedding situation. I was like, man, that that takes balls, and yo, you know, hell to, yeah, to portray that like that type of emotion and how a person would be in that situation, man, got to bring it. And I think you know, I think he was building up to bringing that part. So I I enjoyed it. I think it was an, uh, another hit. It was you know two for two on the show. Um, all right, so next up, um, we kind of get into, um, so there, uh, I mentioned to Damon and Alex that there were kind of four episodes in the season that are kind of off the main path of, um, the overarching story. And the first one we have is called Religion, and it deals with, uh, being Muslim. Uh, what it, kind of what it means to be, uh, a, kind of a, an American-born uh, Muslim, while the rest of your family are from another country. Uh, in this case, India. Wait, what? Just Muslim? It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. yeah uh, just just from Dev's lens, it's you know Muslim, yeah. but for everybody else, it's just whatever you are. I mean, they made they went really far to explain the fact that it was literally everybody. You know, he talked about his homegirl and you know what their wedding was like because she had to. You know, fall in line with what her parents wanted. You know, right. Yeah, you know, which is really eye-opening to the fact that you know 
they were like the way that we got what we wanted was to just play all the dirty versions of all the all the hip hop songs we wanted to hear, Boy. which is crazy. And he's like, well, because uh, listen to Kick in a Door, <laughs> not the clean version. version. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. We, we like you did walk out the Three Six Mafia, like right. That's what you do. And I and I think that's kind of the um, I think that's kind of the the revelation that happens during the the episode is that. Um, you, you realize that the mom is not really upset that he's not, is not upset that he's not spiritual. He's upset that he's doesn't even, he, he wasn't even trying to see, see things from her, her point of view. And uh, once he like actually opens up the Quran and makes an effort and does that little quote to her, she kind of like, you know, she doesn't push it as much. Uh, you know, she doesn't get as she's not she's not as upset anymore. I think it's deeper than that, man. I mean, it, it could be deeper than that, also. But I yeah, think what it's do you deeper think? than that. Um, you know, especially I, my mother is Catholic, and I grew up in a Catholic household, and my mother Catholic? can be, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I did the Sunday school thing. Uh, you know, I go to church every Neil week. Stan, Neil Stan. You know what I mean? Like I did all of that, oh. and you know, the 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 aspect of like, look. I know you don't necessarily do all of the religious things that I do, but it's important to me. And, you know, to, to act not just as if you're not religious, but to then kind of flaunt it in front of me and the people that I care about is in a way it's incredibly selfish and really Mm -hmm. disrespectful. Um, you know, there's always that comedian joke that the older you get, the more you start thinking about your mortality. And he's like, well, shit, I better start living right before it's time to get judged. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. By the end of that thing, you're thinking to yourself like, damn, damn, was I really living right? But the other aspect is the other people, they were they were practicing Muslims and they were very very much into their faith but you know the modern day kind of younger cats they didn't necessarily feel that way they didn't they didn't live that way but everyone keeps up appearances for their family why because they know it matters to them you know it, it, there right. is a level of respect to just you look you don't necessarily have to do it you don't necessarily have to care but if your mama do suck it up yeah yeah. Um and I and I think uh I think another like kind of a minor thing they kind of um brought up which I did appreciate was um they had the um the uncle, the uncle and the aunt. Yeah. Um you know even though they they were hardcore, well, not hardcore. Even though they were deeply religious uh folks, they kind of still had like, you know, regular what we would consider regular um kind of fandoms in that they kind of had one as a Nick fan and one as a Timber Timberwolves fan, and they were talking yeah. about basketball during the entire thing. And I thought that was a great, a great way to kind of uh, normalize them. You know, you know, they may be deeply religious, but that doesn't mean that they don't have normal kind of fandoms that we would associate with anyone else. Um, Alex, uh, uh, did you check out religion? Uh, what did you think about this? Yeah, movie? yeah, I, I checked out religion, man. Look, the I thought it was beyond just the point pieces, and I'll get into that in a second. I gotta say it was funny as hell, cause the whole first, yeah. the opening, when he was sitting there at his friend's house, and the mom was making breakfast, and he ate that meat, and it was bacon, oh my god, dude, that put me in tears. 
Because I was just like, I know what that life is like. I was like, I know just that first taste of bacon ever having it is going to drive you like crazy. And just that experience, the experience when he gets his cousin to try that, you know, the Cubano sandwich, like that whole deal was hilarity to me. Instead of one bite. Hey, that's all. Look, I don't know about you. I don't know if you ever met people that like have never had bacon or like don't eat pork or. or I I have a crazy. I have a crazy story. I have a friend of mine out here in San Francisco who is Brazilian and does not does not like the taste of pork. It's not that's a crazy. not a not that's a religious crazy. thing. That's absolutely he, crazy. He he does Ooh. not like the does not like the taste of pork. He says it, it tastes bad. He doesn't like it. And like imagine imagine how that flies with the rest of his family. Not very well. So yeah. I imagine they look at him like something's wrong with him. Yes. <laughs> it's not a religious thing. He just says I just don't like the taste of pork. And I was like yeah, I was like, I would, he's like, I would eat it if I if it tasted good, but I, I, I don't like it. But no, I'm like, if it tasted uh, good, if it tastes good, I, I don't know about you, but pork is always tasted well. Um, but like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. If I would eat bacon ever... right now if someone handed mm-hmm. it to me. <laughs> I eat a pig right now. Just give it to me. I know how to cook it. I, I think it it just like it it really um it was really entertaining and it made me laugh watching that reaction because. I know people that now do eat bacon, but like at a point in time when I first met them, they had never had bacon and never wanted to have bacon or try a pork product. And then, you know, they got that first taste and it was like a crack addict getting that first hit. And they was just like, man, you got any more of that bacon? Like I just need it. And it was just, that was funny for me and really made the episode to use like that eating the pork analogy to go, this is the opening between Dev and his cousin of them meeting in their relationship of going, you know, I'm not as religious as, you know, my parents make me out to be. Because that was something that they both had. And going back to, you know, Dana's statement about like, yeah, you know, you might not go to church, but, you know, around your parents, you got to do it for them to keep up, you know, not appearances so much, but because it's for them, you know, even though they know, they know, they still want you to, you know, respect, you know, them. Um, and just having that that moment because I have moments like that with my friends and you know Damon mentioned like he grew up Catholic. I don't know anything about Catholicism or how a, a Catholic mom acts or reacts or or could be, but I grew up in a in a Baptist household with a a, a Baptist mom. And if anybody knows anything about Baptist people, they at church every Sunday. They you know it's at church at church at church. Couple God, times God. during the week too. Don't don't leave out the Tuesday, you know, the young people's class, the uh, Wednesday's class. choir, the Thursday older people. Exactly. And for, for somebody like me, like with my mom, like my mom is the Lord. Like I'll give you a point right now. We last week was last weekend was Mother's Day, right? You guys probably had you know something nice you did for your mom or you know yeah. sent your mom and you did. I sent her Yeah. Right. I called her. Too. I live here. I told my mom weeks in advance that we were going, you know, out to brunch. We were, you know, me and my fiance and her mom and my mom, we were going to a French, like, bakery. There are only two in the United States, and it's a French bakery been around since God knows how long. And I told my mom about this. I sent her a reminder on Friday. Hey, Ma, don't forget, 
We got brunch. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday comes along. Caller to to back up on that. Hey, mom. So don't forget, we got brunch. What you mean brunch? Uh, we have brunch on Sunday. Oh no, honey, I'm not going. I gotta go to church. I literally was like, mom, you gonna miss a Mother's Day brunch with me at this place to go to church? Yeah. Hey, I got to go to church. I, I I don't know what's wrong with you. I think that that's that's a you problem. I I would never have done that. You gotta plan that after after. I I gotta I, I gotta side with late on this one. I would uh, never. I, I I'm with Leighton on this one. I would never you, plan you've anything. You had over thirty years to know yep. what, to know the there was No other available time, and we had agreed about. This then y'all above. just not gonna do that shit then. <laughs> no, but she, she agreed to it. She was on. She was in. She was like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We we gonna go and do our thing. She wasn't paying attention when you told her what time that was. Well, obviously not, because when it got down to it, she was like, what time? I was like, yeah. oh, it's at eleven. I, just feel 11 like, on Sunday, dog? Nah. Just, just be, just be lucky that your mom is willing to go to a fancy restaurant with you. My mom, she doesn't even. My mom doesn't even want to go to. She, she just wants to go to like, she wants to go to uh, Applebee's all the time. And I was like, don't you want to go to somewhere else, somewhere better? I'll pay more money. She's like, no, I, I just want to go to Applebee's. And I was like, mm. I don't even know what to say. And also, she also also orders the most blandest food possible. She's like, I like, she's like, I don't like this flavor. I don't like the flavor. Anything. She's just like oh, chicken breast. That's it. Rice. Just chicken breast. Real chicken breast. Yep. And I was like, oh. yeah. we need she, to she, she, she doesn't brunch. like other people. She doesn't like other people making her food. Yeah. Uh, but she likes to go. But she what she wants to make sure that her sons are taking her out to dinner. But she doesn't like eating other people's food. That's really funny. Oh, do that. Okay. Yeah, well, look, my mom, I mean, look, I planned everything out with my mom, and yes, 11 o'clock, she didn't say, like, I'm going to miss church, I'm going to miss 11 o'clock service. There are other services. There's a 8 o'clock, a 9 o'clock service. Uh, but I mean, like, I guarantee oh. your mom has a, like, my mom oh. has a specific seat uh, in church, and if she's not there, people will gossip. And right. you don't want that happening. So I you guess don't... my other my question is the Baptist church that I went to, the nine o'clock service is not gonna be done by eleven. Hey man, they out in two. I don't know whatever the early service, they out in two. The eleven o'clock, that's the one you're gonna be there for the rest of the day. You might as well nah, sit it out. You go ahead and forget that. That's get there at eleven, you walk out at one thirty. Nah, no. And that's it. That's if you don't go next door to, you know, get you a plate of food. No, 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 no. Anyway, anyway, back to my whole point. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we got into how moms go to church and what they do. Hey, got to. She resonates with us, man. Oh, and that was the whole point. It's just... Especially the intro where they had all those kids being dragged to their... Fam, that that kid going to Catholic, Catholic church was me. They just yeah. missed the kid being dragged, drugged the Baptist church. That'd have been me. Just why am I here? What is, why is going it so on? Long. Why is it so long? Uh, missing football. <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah. one thing they did this that if you really want the experience, though, my experience was always why we gotta go to church. Daddy didn't go to church. Oh man, you were talking back. Wow, Bro, you are yeah. habitual line stepper. I got, I got bold with him one time. I got bold with him. Was like, I can't believe you're still here to tell this story. 
Look here, I can tell you that's not the worst moment. Because I should talk back one time and moms came at me while I was in the middle of the shower. <laughs> she came at me with the action. She brought butt that action. Naked. Butt naked. It's <laughs> about to kill you, butt naked. Dude, water splashing on me and she came through bringing the action. Man, look, the, the feel of leather against water in your body. Oh. 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 Man, keep all that. Yeah, I'm sorry, um, my, my mom. Sorry, man. Um, I backstepped and sorried and sorried and sorried and got up off that shower. And we're not talking. I'm a little kid. I was like 15 years old. Yep. Uh, oh, still big enough to get your ass beat. Still big enough to get my ass beat. Got out That's that shower. What What was Paul doing? Sitting on the couch, getting ready for uh, football, yep. watching the pregame, shaking his head, him, jealous. <laughs> yup, <laughs> laughing. Uh, Why so, <laughs> uh, so let's keep it going. Next episode uh, is, is uh, I think, I think one of the two major talking point episodes, which is uh, First Date, yeah. uh, which is um, so basically Dev goes on. It's, it's actually a really well shot episode. I was gonna say it's exceptionally well shot. Uh, it's uh, it's an episode where it's, it's written by Sarah, Sarah Snyder, uh, a woman who writes for for uh, Saturday Night Live right now. Um, and uh, she, she kind of came up with the concept and did the story. Um, in an ep- it kind of plays on the way dating works right now, where, you know, you use your app of choice, whether it's Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid, Coffee Meets Bagel. Those are Wait, what? Up. Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, that's a real date now? Well, no, no, about that. You got to explain that one, Kyle. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk to you. We, we washed. So you're, you're you're you understand Tinder, you understand the concepts of Tinder and Bumble. Yep. yep. Okay, mm-hmm. Tinder and Bumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got you know OkCupid, which is kind of stealing all of. Uh, it's, it's you know it's the ones where you have to like write a profile, so nobody uses that. Um, and then you have Coffee Meets Bagel, which is I have to say the bit is the big is the fourth at the Hinge also is is another one, but I don't really use that. I don't use that actually. And then Coffee Meets Bagel is just basically. Kind of similar to Tinder, except instead of 100 matches per day, you get like seven, and they're like well chosen for you, basically. Hmm. They're curated, curated matches for you, and so you can uh, say say yes or say no, and um, yeah. Um, but the the thing with Coffee Meets Bagel is that you have 24 hours to talk. I think no, I'm sorry, like seven days to talk to that person, or they get disappeared. So there's no hiding. There's no hiding. Um, so I, I do think one of the realistic things of this um, this episode, um, I, I do think one of the realistic is that people use these dating apps everywhere. I mean, at a funeral, on the toilet, you know, you're out so with the, uh, out with your friends, yep. waiting in line, on a date, uh, on already a date. on a date. Um, you just you know. Any sort of free moment you have when you have the phone in your hand, you see it there, you know, I'll just flip through like two or three people, you know. Well, you can never do two or three, you know, like ten people. And I, and I just see what the action is like where I'm at. Um, so that was that was cool. Uh, the other thing is just the very the differences in the way – I mean, like, first, the, the unrealistic part about it is that I don't take that many girls to the same restaurant – all the time. I feel like, <laughs> dude, I, think, I was gonna ask about that because he just kept if, going if to the going same. On that many, if you're going on that many dates, 
Um, I don't think you should be. I don't think you should be taking them. There are probably people who do do that because you know you do have some good first date spots out there. And if you, I know a guy who takes a a girl to a nice wine bar, very good wine bar, and you know it's it's impressive to a lot of women. Um, But like I personally don't do that. I I personally don't do that. But you know, like taking her to taking multiple women to the same spot, probably within a short time frame, seems odd. Um, But that's not what it's about. You know, it's a it's about all the conversations you had, the way different women relates to everything, uh, and kind of how you can kind of be discussing like the same topics with different people, react to it differently, and different things work with different people, and it's just really cool just to see all these different types of first dates. Um, it was also so we do see um, uh, one of the girls, Priya, who was also on uh, The Good Place. I was like, I had to place her. Yes. So, yes. Oh, you guys didn't get that? That was it the took first me thing while. I noticed. Nah, it took me a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one of the girls, Priya, is a fellow, you know, she asked him, you know, she's an, she's an Indian, uh, Indian American also, and she kind of asked him, you know, do you, you know, do you date a lot of Indian girls or do you date white girls? And, you know, and that, that, that's always a, that's always a conversation that's going to happen when you're, when you're, you know, either dating your same race or dating, especially in like large cities like that, um, in, in in this climate, that that is a question that does come up. Um, you know, just, just a lot of real conversation. You know, some of the women kind of uh, definitely show themselves to be assholes. And there's another woman who shows herself to be very weird, but she's very open about it. There's the other, I think she's Indian woman that was discussing um, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Yep. yep. Oh, wrestling. Wrestling and yes. Overwatch. Um, I, again, another thing I would say, I don't know if I would take that girl to the to the to the to the rooftop bar. Nah, I, that, yo, that was a part that surprised me too, son. After she talked about the eight-hour Overwatch sesh, I was like, yeah, you're not going to the to the rooftop. Cause... To the wine bar, yeah, you're not going. Yeah, but he, he took her anyway. <laughs> he took yo, even the chick who was I mean... talking about like writing the note with. The, like the the super distracted one, she definitely wouldn't have made it to the one to the room. <laughs> you know, no, but sometimes you know, you know, so, sometimes you, you gotta you, you gotta work. You know, you, you gotta you gotta work with what you have. You know, you, you, you gotta better than me, cause yeah, yeah, because um, I'd have been like, so this date is over. Yeah, no, so but you see, I, I also you know you always try to salvage that date, and I think that. Um, you know, when he was in the cab and he's like, uh, you know, can I, uh, you know, did he say, can I call you or can I, can, or he tried to move her and could kiss and she's like, I have a boyfriend. And she's yeah. like, wait, then what are you on a, then what are you on a dating app for? It's like, I just want to meet friends. And I was like, what? And he's like, what, what are you doing? You know, and so it was kind of a, you know, kind of, it's frustrating, but you kind of, I mean, I guess you can kind of get it. Um, uh, but I was the right there though. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I did think that was. I didn't think it was funny though. Uh, and then you know this episode kind of wraps up with you know so there's many different results to his dates. You know, w- you know the one that he seems to be having the best first date with, um, you know connection wise is the other Indian girl Priya, and uh, you know the conversation seems to be going well. She's a little distracted because you know she's a busy lawyer, so she's got a phone with her and stuff like that. But again, date seems to be going well. You know, he gets the number, he says he's going to text her, good conversation. Um, but another date, he ends up hitting on the first night and then he looks over 
Well, no, before he, before he, before he, no, she, she tells before him, he hits it, what, what she tell him? Don't even ruin it. She goes. Don't even ruin yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. He sees something, he sees something, uh, he sees something that is offensive and, uh, it, it gives him not... pause about the experience, yes. but only what? a pause. Oh, only oh, a yeah, pause. Try, I'm going to get this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, no, 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 so... no. Before we go any further late, I need to ask you as a single dude. Yeah. You're in the same exact situation. Yeah. Are you going ham and talking about it later? Or are you like, hey, we need to talk about this? <laughs> I don't think that my mind, honestly, I don't think my mind would be functioning clearly enough to just stop and walk away and have that discussion. Yeah. I don't, are I, you serious? I, I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if my mind would like, be. It, it depends on what kind of drought I'm in. I've been like, uh, you got you to be like. realness right there, boy. That yeah. is the realness. Oh. Uh, so you see, you're you, not you, drought tolerant late. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes you're in California. You're gonna learn about drought. Yeah, yeah, I, I am in California. There's no more drought. You know, like one of my friends just got a letter that says that we're not officially in a drought anymore. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, it, it'd be tough. Drought. It'd be tough because you, you, you're there. You, you're there, dude. Is it like what? I mean, like this, that's that the culmination is, of all that other shit, and yeah. now you're at the yeah. like that moment. Fuck yeah. Look, come on, dude. Look, Damien, would you just keep going and, and talk about it later? I mean, depending on how bad she was, you know, it might be the the beginning of our first real conversation, or it might just be the look. You racist. <laughs> Skate just like that. <laughs> I, I mean, you know it's, it's it's not as it's not as easy as you would think but i mean like you know what the right thing to do is but it's not as easy to but we're not talking stop. about the right thing we yeah. definitely not talking about <laughs> yeah. the right thing not the right we're thing talking, at all yeah we talking about you know that thing yes 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 i'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you gentlemen mm-hmm. he's a better I'm man gonna... than us I would stop. I would stop. Nah, like, I've been weak to the flesh. Uh, weak to the flesh. Got to do it. I can't because when I see shit like that, I have a reaction. I got to go like, um, what's up with this? Like, I got to <laughs> ask. No, I got to know. Could, could she ha- is oh. is there a possible answer that you could that you could explain that to? You? Um, to explain like, that away? Yeah. I, it, I, look, first of all. I'm trying to give her it out and explain it away so I can hop back in. So I'm hoping she can either either she's gonna give a legitimate answer or her line of bullshit will be so amazing that I'm like, cool, good, let's get get back get back to what we were doing. I I don't I I couldn't just keep going on that and be like, I'll come back to it later. I'd have to speak. <laughs> that was one of the few things I felt like wasn't handled particularly well, by the way, in the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> In terms of writing, like if you bring if you care that much to bring it up, you're not gonna let her move the goalposts on you and be like, "But you still fuck though," like that shit is no longer valid. Fuck that, yeah, fuck girl, look how good you look. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, you're not moving the goalposts here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's tough. It's tough. It's, you know, I, dude, I, in, uh, was, I don't know if it was if that. I think. <sighs> I think the writing was a little unrealistic, if, if 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 we can say that that was the problem with it. Like for her, 
to have that reaction that quick, like that that were obviously unrealistic. I would think that would be something like in the uh, yeah I. <sighs> I, I think it was a little unrealistic based on writing, but it's something that you could imagine someone saying. Like, you could see I could some imagine somebody thinking that. I don't think anybody would ever say that. No, no, no. I mean somebody saying it as in, like, after everything said done, you went to your friends and be like, yeah, man, so this happened, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then somebody's like, yeah, but yeah. you hit Yep, that's, that's exactly, yeah, no, you're that's absolutely right. Versus it coming from her. That was a line that you hear when you with another person and you're telling them hey this is what went down yep you're absolutely and then they're like yeah you know like one of your boys or your homegirls go they gonna smack you upside the head with that but that person in a moment like you said isn't they're not going to be the one to move the goalposts uh yeah so yeah that was a that was a tough episode yeah um that's true um so next up we have uh Kind of an anthology episode. Um, you know, Aziz is with like one percent Aziz Ansari in it. Um, it's called New York, I Love You, and I think it's a I think it is a, a takeoff on Paris, I Love You. I think it's actually, I think it's a takeoff of the actual film New York, I Love You, because they did oh. make that. Okay, did they make that? Okay. Um, yeah. And so, and so we kind of have. Different, you know, mini stories. We've got a doorman in New York, a a deaf, uh, a, a I'm sorry, a Hispanic doorman in uh, of a, a well-to-do building. Uh, we've got a deaf woman who works at a bodega behind the counter at a bodega. We have, and uh, we've got uh, some an African cab driver. Uh, um, I, I'm not quite sure where in Africa. Uh, but somewhere in Africa, and um, it, the episode kind of revolves around. It's kind of starts about a movie called Death Castle, which is an upcoming kind of uh, Nick, Nicolas Cage movie with a very Nicolas Cage thing. Wait, going. did you see? <laughs> did you see who the cast was? No, I don't. Nick Cage is in it. It was and like Nick Cage, Emma Watson. <laughs> such things like not, could not happen. Right, it was just like a ridiculous like cast that you knew would never be together in the same film. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's 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 a real cool kind of just slice of life of uh, you know some some people who generally go ignored in uh, New York, um, who, who kind of generally go ignored in New York, and you know, sometimes they live really kind of interesting, different lives. Um, you know, the doorman. You know, he's uh, you know he, the way that he deals with uh, some of his residents is kind of cool. I, I I thought the the deaf girl and her uh, boyfriend was a really funny um, moment because you know they you know they're kind of used to just having their conversation their deaf conversation every, everywhere and they kind of have it in an, in a like a in, in a in a carpet store. I'm sorry, in a, in like a in a, in, a, like a, in, a, in a store like a Target, and they don't realize that maybe there are other people who can read American Sign Language while they're talking about, you know, you gotta lick the vagina. Lick, lick the vagina. And, um, and, uh, and then, of course, the African guys one was just funny, and I totally vibe with it. It was just a really cool uh, story. So, New York, I love you. Uh, Alex, what did you think about New York, I love you? 
Oh, I thought it was a great vignette, like kind of episode of just like these little things all blending together. Um, it was very reminiscent of like something I could see Louis doing, um, just kind of melding around that. people. That's a good point. It was very. It was, did you I think? I thought it was very. I was definitely gonna say that. Yeah, I could see definitely Louis C.K. doing that. You know, with his show. Um, you know, I <clears throat> I really enjoyed the last bit with the African cab drivers like that. And the first part with the, uh, doorman, those, those two were my favorite, like the doorman. I was, I was feeling that dude's heart the whole time. I was like, man, that is just one hell of a job to deal with those people and the craziness like that. Just, I was feeling for them. And the cab drivers was just for me watching the cab drivers, gave me a different perspective about cab drivers and about people living in New York and just seeing, you know, the cab driver and then his other, you know, African roommates, like all together, all from different, you know, obviously from different, um, you know, countries and in Africa living, you know, together and trying to make it in New York. And I, it's just watching them and their whole adventure. Like, I don't know. It made me, I'm trying to, it made me just feel good watching it and just like, I felt with them and it was like really good watching them just, you know, they go to the club, they get denied from the club, you know, cause his boy is wearing a, what was it? The I'm totally smasher. Totally smashed. Totally smasher. Well, that's not the only reason they don't get let in is because they also well, don't have women with them. Yeah. They have women. First of all, that was the, that was the real big issue. Cause he could have came in that totally smasher if, the, if he had a woman that looked good enough, but you know, them going to the, the club and, like, having the promoter be like, hey, just come on to this club and, you know, get to the empty club and them ending the night out, you know, running into the girls and with their friend at work who who works and doesn't want to go to the club because he wants to open up a Dairy Queen franchise in Florida. Um, you know, it it was just really good. It was just really kind of, like, warm and heartfelt, you know, episode. Like, I, I felt really good about watching that piece and the piece with the, the doorman was just really kind of fun and and wholesome. I, I think the the piece with the deaf girl was good. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's, it, 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 it's funny. It had its pieces, um, but I, you know, I didn't feel it as much as those first two because the doorman um, like, watching this dude work hard and deal with all that and these African guys it was just like the heart in that like felt really good. Uh, I I did like uh, you know with the African guys. Um, I did like that you know. They, you know, even though they live like, you know, in bunk beds and stuff, they have not kind of let that get them down because they are working towards their dream. Their dream? And, yeah. um, and you, know, th- you know, they're not like, you know, depressed about their lives living in that bunk beds. You know, they're still willing to go out and, you know, hit, hit a club or just go out in general and uh, just have a good time. They still, you know, they don't have, you know, sad personalities at all. They, 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 even though they're, you know, they're they're poor, they they still enjoy their they're still enjoying their current lives. Hey man, they in America. Yeah. Uh, no, Damon. Hey. Poor in America is real different than poor everywhere else, bro. Rwanda, Preach. yeah. I I believe they're from Rwanda. I'm just checking. Yeah. Again, so poor in Rwanda. Were they all from Rwanda? It don't matter. Just know. <laughs> like, being poor in, in, in Africa and don't being poor in America. Don't, don't say continent. Man. In the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah exactly. 
Well, hey, first of all, we can't pick any country in the world, but right, right, being yeah. poor in a third world country compared to being poor in America, right? You know, it's super different. different. <laughs> um, but just the the whole idea of the vignettes, I, I definitely, I, I was gonna say exactly what Alex said. It felt like a Louis C.K. sort of thing, and it was really cool to see somebody else take you know, kind of the humans of New York kind of idea, you know what I mean, where you find these stories and people who generally are, you know, let's say they make a small cameo in your life, you know what I mean, and the doorman, he probably makes cameos more often than others, but yet people still don't really give a shit about where he goes when he's not at the door, so to see that play out is very cool. He says, you know, he knows the name of every resident there, and none of them say hey i don't know what his name is but none of them acknowledge him by saying his name back yeah yeah like that i i guarantee you there are so many people just like that dude you know mm-hmm. and they may not necessarily be the doorman of a, a of an apartment building they could just be the uh the building manager of the place where you work you know what i mean like that that dude sits at the front make sure the packages get there you know, organizes a little, you know, Halloween pumpkin carve off or whatever. You know, the dude at our old building was named Darnell, real decent guy. Like we remember, we talked to Darnell, we talked to D all the time. Um, but there are a lot of people who don't know that, who don't do that. And you've got to, you know, it's one of the things I talk about. You got to, you got to pay attention to people, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, Damon's got a good point about that because I think about how. Yeah, we deal with people like only closest thing like you mentioned, you know, you have somebody you talk to like at my job, like there's a Starbucks up the street and like we go to Starbucks practically every morning to get coffee. And, you know, you kind of you, you see your baristas. Oh, yeah, I want this. Da, 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 da. But, you know, it never goes beyond like, you know, that like you don't care. You know, you almost feel like you don't care. And then like one time I took I took a moment because one of the baristas was pregnant and. You know, just chit chatting like, oh, what's the baby do? Blah, 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 blah. And like me and my coworker were like, hey, you know, we should do something nice. And, you know, bought her a little baby gift, you know, because it was like, you see this person every day. And other than that, you don't step into their lives besides fix me, you know, make, make my latte, you know. And so it was nice, you know, slice of life of watching those people, you know, who they are and finding out who they are. I like. Like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I like the scene when it showed them in their, like, break area when they're all sitting there talking. And they're all, you know, basically complaining about, you know, the job and the the crap they have to deal with with the residents in that building. And that was just like, all right, you know, this is how these people feel. This is how probably, you know, my barista might feel like, I'm tired of making this this dude's, you know, chai latte with an extra shot. Like, it's. Yep. But guess what? You're one of the cool assholes. Still assholes. But you want to cool I'm still an asshole, but I yeah. want a cool asshole because oh yeah, that one time he got the baby gift. But I'm still tired of making this asshole chai latte with a shot. Like you know, it's, it was really nice seeing that man. And even the cat, the cab drivers, man, that that made me feel a certain way. Like when he got on the phone after the girls had ruined like the end of the movie for him. Yeah. That made me think, how many times have I been in an Uber or a cab with somebody, and we start talking about something like a movie? And we just ruined it, and don't even know 
What am I supposed to do? Okay. Not talk about it? What do you want? What do you want from me, man? I, I, look. No, no. So what this this is exactly what happens. People in the service industry become less than people to us. Exactly. This is exactly what nobody's talking about. And you just confirmed this. The fact that you can't even think about the fact that the Uber driver may also want to see this shit. But you're like, fuck that. What are you talking about? What am I going to do? Not talk about this movie in the Uber? That I'm paying you $780 because I got an Uber. That's actually a little high. That's that's a little high. That's a little high. (laughs) But that's my point, though, man. The fact that you don't give a shit. We view them as less than people. Like, they don't have interests other than driving this car for our fucking life. That is exactly the point of that moment. And we've got to stop doing that shit, man. Oh, so I can't even discuss uh, the night at the club in in the cab anymore? Or sure, or? absolutely. But you're not going to sit here and tell the motherfucker the very end of Logan, the first night it comes out. That's, that's a good point. I don't put myself or, in those situations. Like, you gonna sit here, get in a fucking Uber, and talk about split? You go think about the fact. I know you talked about split in the Uber, leaving the movie theater. <laughs> I no, know I, you did uh, it. Uh, no split. I, uh, I no, I took a, I took a bus back. I took a I took a bus back. So you ruined it for everyone on the bus. Cool, even better. I, I didn't even yeah, right? You just made yourself I, worse. I didn't even I didn't even really talk about. It. I I definitely don't remember talking about it like that. So, um, exactly. You don't even remember how you ruin people's lives. It's terrible. <laughs> he doesn't care because they're service workers. Right. But, they're less than. They're, but I'm, they're, they're I'm, I'm, in the, I'm, I'm in the back of the bus, man. Now, there's, there's no way, no way. Don't, I don't, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm you not even about them plebes. I'm sorry if I don't have a car like you guys that can just drive home from the movie theater or whatever. Yes. And the, you know, the four seconds. The four minutes that you're in this ride, that it would take you to not talk about this thing and ruin this person's life. Just because homie's like native language might be Farsi doesn't mean that he didn't understand English and wants to see the movie. Come exactly. on. I, I, I will have you know, I have had many conversations with, with uh, Uber drivers. Many conversations. Yes. But because that's, I mean, your pri- that... It's your primary form of transportation. Of course you have. That still don't mean that you haven't ruined a couple movies. Exactly. That's the whole point, Layton, is that we, you can, you, you talk to your cab driver, you, you talk to the person at the grocery store that's bagging your groceries or, 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 you know, ringing them up. But beyond that, like, do you sit there and go, this is a person that after they get off of work, they might have like the basketball game on the DVR or this on the, on the DVR, yeah. getting ready to see this movie. Yeah. And, Shit, yeah, me with my loud mouth and just having a conversation with someone, I done fucked up and ruined the whole thing for them. Yep. And probably, and, and in some cases, may have ruined their whole damn day. Because that might yep. have been the one thing uh, they was waiting to do when they got off. You're making me seem like a bad guy. And I, I don't want to be. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not trying to make oh. you seem like a oh, bad no, guy. Like, no, no, no. I'm you can't back whole... out of the villain role, because you got to play that villain now. <laughs> I'm going to go be Skeletor. Like be Skeletor. <laughs> Own it. Own that shit. No, but uh, be very, no, be very I, I, I just, I, I, I just had not, I, I had not. Uh, it's, it's just the way of the world. Um, I, I think, no. and I don't think it means no. that that that, that, that person is bad. I don't think that means that that person is bad. I just think that sometimes you just don't notice. And but, but that's, that's the problem. The world. We should notice. These that, are not. They're not machines driving us. These are people. 
who go home and have children. They're doing this shit to feed those children. They're doing this shit to further a dream. They're doing this shit to do any number. Look, this shit could be their third job. This could be their movie money. You just fucked up their movie money. Um, <laughs> that, don't, like, we're not the beating thing is, up on you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the larger. Yeah, it's the larger fucking social implication yes, that I know people in service don't matter, and we forget that they're there. That is and, a fucking problem. And honestly, I think that's the that's what this episode was about to show that these people that the bodega girl, the cab driver, the doorman are regular people just like us at the end of the day. And what ended up happening at the end of that episode, they all ended up at the same damn movie. Yeah. They all converged because regardless of what they may have been doing during the day, at night in that movie theater, they were just like everybody else. Yep. So, you know, go ahead, late. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so that was, uh, that was a good lively debate about that episode. And then finally, um, let's, let, so the fourth episode that... I didn't uh, see Thanksgiving, so y'all can talk about it. Uh, oh, 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 no. This is, no, this is, this is the episode I that... Mm-mm. I don't uh, want to talk about it until you've seen it. We won't talk about it because uh, Damon does not have the concept, the, the, the context for oh. me saying nipples and toes 23, <laughs> which is... Which I think it it's nipples and toes. Twenty-three. Wait, can uh, you it again? <laughs> nipples a and d toes. Twenty-three. Uh, so, so Damon, you, you gotta see Thanksgiving. You gotta see. Oh, uh, new this new is, audition. Right. Um, so right. it's got it's got Angela Bassett in it. It's got uh, it's it's a it's it's basically it, it, Kim Whitley and yeah. I forgot to play. The grandma. I don't. This I don't know. Uh, so it's got Angela Bass, and it's, it's kind of it's about Denise, um, Dev's um, lesbian friend, friend there. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's pretty much all about it's 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 her episode. Um, this shit's lit. So then, Dude, that episode is so. It's good. ratch. It's ratch. As I as, as. I don't even know if it's ratch. I don't know if it's ratch. It didn't no, get ratch. No, she just wears a hat that says ratch. Yeah, she wears a hat that says ratch, but. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's the episode that a lot of people are talking about. Um, you've got uh, yeah, and uh, it's just it's just because it's a very unique uh, uh, way. It's it's about the very unique way that Denise kind of comes out as a lesbian to her family. Um, so you got you got to check that episode out. Um, so that's kind of what we, we'll talk about it the next time we talk. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think we will talk very soon. Be, uh, we, I think we will talk very soon because this weekend is um the unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh returns on may 19th um so i may blaze through that also yep. i get i'll probably I, I get a couple in i get a couple in. um so we so we may see that but definitely check out thanksgiving um and then we'll and then i'll, I'll be going through um unbreakable kimmy schmidt also um but yeah oh wait now, can we I, say this one thing i got i got a little homework for damon to do on thanksgiving okay because I don't I don't know how Thanksgiving was in your house, Layton. But uh, this was, not really. Not, not as extent, yeah. You yeah, this was blatantly a black people, like African-American Thanksgiving. This was a black house. And I can't wait. It was Thanksgiving, dude. It was so good. But beyond that, there's one central theme I kept seeing every time they went through the years is Angela Bassett and, like, either her hair 
or a location they would have her at. And if you pay attention, there's a location and how she's dressed and how she's dressed in some of these scenes that are always like poised to like go back to something she has been. And it cracked me the hell up. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it it cracked me the hell up watching it. So I'm just, sure it was I'm sure it was intentional. They don't miss details like that. Oh, uh, that's just not coincidence. Yeah. All uh, right. All right. So that's kind of what's going on with Master Fernando. I, I kind of just had to talk about it. Um, they introduce um, there is a lead romantic woman in the move in in the show. Um, that's also interesting and different. Of course, people have a problem because it's a white woman. Uh, but um, you know what are you gonna do? Um, it's always a problem, dude. Uh, so uh, let's, let's, you know, Alex, you you want to talk about some um, upcoming? There's been a whole bunch of cancellations and new shows coming out, and I, I haven't had the time to really delve into them. But some of the things I just kind of want to note, just note, you know, trial by error, show that we talked about a couple weeks ago got canceled. Um, I see that um, the Great Outdoors got canceled. Two Broke Girls got canceled. Did Great News get canceled? Uh, I don't know. Not I have not heard anything official. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything yet. Did you watch uh, that show? Have you seen that show? No, I've not seen. Uh, it. I, it's, it's not great. No, I watched a couple oh, episodes I, 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 and I was I, I, like, "What the hell is going on?" Like Nicole Richie, Last is, Man Standing got uh, canceled. Yeah, Brick of Healing. She, you know, she's trying hard, but it's not really in her. I don't think she has it. But yeah, that is pretty good. I, I think it, they're running them back to back now. So, oh, it's done. It's it, it's yeah. probably not gonna make it. Yeah, they're burning them off. So I'm assuming it's canceled. Yeah. Um, if we want to go through the list of shows that have been canceled, I can do a rapid fire round of. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Are now. What do you got? All right. So, uh, Doctor Ken, that's done. Ken's on show. Um. Imaginary Mary, that's gone. Oh man, did that get thirteen yeah. episodes? Um, I do believe they're gonna burn them off. I think they're just okay. gonna burn off the last couple. Uh, also, I rem- if I if I remember correctly, they said that they were they had retooled they had retooled the show, but I, I was not in. But those retooled episodes are not airing. They're not enough. Yeah, they're not, gonna, they're not even gonna air them. They're not like airing right. retooled episodes. Probably you'll probably be able, I mean, usually they say they don't air them, so you'll probably be able to catch those on Hulu or something like that. They'll, they'll be on yeah. web so you can watch them. Continuing on with the shows that have been canceled, uh, Last Man Standing, the Tim Allen show has been canceled, which is actually brought a uh, uproar from, uh, you know, the, the Trump base. Uh, well, they, you know, what's with the liberal, liberal, you know, hippiness of uh, ABC there. Uh, what, what did they yeah. have against the real family structure? Yeah, they went they went hard at it, man. They're ABC's very- anti-men. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, and they said that they're uh, that the eight point some million viewers should boycott ABC for canceling. That's that I, shit. that's actually kind of you know, I don't agree with them, but I mean, eight point five million on Fridays is a lot of people. So it's a ton of people. Yo. I, so I'm kind of confused about that. That's like, how do you cancel eight point five? Like, was Ken Jong doing six off the strength of Last Man Standing? He may, yeah, he may have just as a lead in. I, I so I, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, like, I don't understand business wise what what was the problem? Um, because I mean, like, NBC would kill for eight point five million people watching any yo, of this on any show. On any show, yeah, easy. They would they would literally have someone taken out back and murdered. Yeah, so I, for I, eight point five on the show, yeah, right? On a Friday? Are you kidding me? 
8.5 on a Friday when no mm-hmm. one's watching? If Grimm had 8.5 on a Friday, there would be 300 episodes. Well, if Timeless had uh, 8.5 million, it would it wouldn't uh, have the precarious situation it had. Well, they so, saved Timeless. Yeah, Timeless. yeah they saved it. They did. It was. It, yeah, it was a big movement. Yeah, yeah they saved that show. <clears throat> Surprising. Yeah, that show was. Yeah, keep it going, Alex. What's what? What else is uh, right. there? The real, the real O'Neills. That's finally been canceled. Uh, which yeah, I mean, for those show. Trump, yep. yeah, uh, for those Trump supporters, they should look on the opposite side of that because that's a show about a very liberal family with two divorced parents living it, you know, still living under the same house, and a son that they had the character come out in an episode is gay. I can't. They can't do yeah, that. that got canceled did he, did he come out, or was he just always gay on the show? No, he came out on the no, show. That was the whole the thing. Show. The oh. character came out on the show. It was a big deal. Okay. He came out on the show to his parents. It was supposed know, to be the turning he, point in the show. Right. That he came out and that he was he was gay, but you know they you know he loved him anyway and everything. Uh, continuing on, two broke girls. <laughs> Goddamn, but they loved his ass anyway. <laughs> I, well, no. Yeah, because, okay. I, I'm, you know what? I need to apologize for the way I said that. Because that sounded oh. like an asshole, homophobic yeah, kind of yes. statement. Yeah, it, yeah. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. I was just trying to wrap it up to keep going. Like, it, <laughs> ah, Jeez, Lord help me. Oh, <laughs> so good. All right, Two Broke Girls, that is finally done, done, done. The great well, they'll, they'll make good money in syndicate on Netflix and yeah, I mean, they're Netflix. already past 100, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Way past. Yeah. They're good. They're way past. They're, they're straight. Yeah. So that show is gone. Uh, it became too have... old. That's what happens. They don't, they don't remind gets... people of their uh, granddaughters anymore. Yeah, they're 27 now, so, you know, can't have that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they don't remind you of your granddaughters anymore so they're, they're, they're yeah they're more like your daughters now 138 episodes oh yeah they're yeah. straight oh, yeah yeah they'll make that syndication money the odd couple that got cancelled I think that got cancelled early on if I remember yeah, correctly yeah I think that was like they knew going in this was it and that was Yvette Brown too so we were hoping yeah. that, that she would last but I never even watched it so Matthew Perry cannot catch a break I'm part of the problem as he shouldn't. I'm just going to be mean about Matthew Perry. Yeah, I was about to say, Dan, that's a lot of hate, bro. I'm just doing it just to do it. I have no problem with him. Uh, Making History, the that show, I don't, we didn't talk about that show at all. Did you guys even watch Making History? No. Wait, was that the, um... That was the, uh, TJ, uh... <clears throat> Adam, Adam Pally comedy. Adam- yeah, yeah, Adam Pally. Adam Pally. Yeah, Adam so it was Pally. Adam Pally Timeless, right? Yes. Kind of sort of, yeah. Yeah, so he has best yeah, yeah. friends that are, he has friends throughout history. Like, he's dating a girl from the revolutionary time period, and his best friends is from, yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like Paul Revere's daughter, and like, he he met, like, Al Capone, and all some other, it, it was funny, dude. I thought it was pretty wacky, funny stuff, but it is... Gone. Fox show, oh. man. So that's gone. Along with Son of Zorn. Yep. Son of Zorn, a show I enjoyed the hell out of. I'm... Is anybody watching Fox on Sunday now? Do, I don't know because Bob, Bob, Bob's Burgers is still, still airing. Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons is still there. Uh, Last Man on Earth is renewed again for another season. Oddly enough. Look, so I'm gonna tell you, I've like at any given point in time, 
I will stop in for say fifteen two commercial breaks on on that last minute of the show, right? It's still funny. Is it still like, funny? Like fifteen minutes, you know, I'll be anywhere in the show, like episode eight within the entire season. It's just still funny. So wow. I, I get it. Okay, if you say so, sir. And then the last one that I have is good old-fashioned Leighton Gordon's favorite show. Mm-hmm. That's folks listening. Powerless. It did. Yeah. We knew Powerless was gone. Yeah. Poor Ron Funches. We knew, we knew it wasn't going to make it. Ron Funches was doing the Lord's work trying to keep that show funny. Yo, Ron Funches lost like 100 pounds, dude. Yeah, he lost some weight for that, that joint. So yeah, that's basically everything that's getting canceled. So you know, this year, 2017, not the best year for comedies or new comedies. They definitely they're claiming that's that's every show on NBC. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) What are you talking about? Superstore is coming back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but but that's already that's established though. Are you watching Superstore though? The Good Place is coming back. All right, so also established. uh, Great news has been renewed. Great um, news got renewed? Are you kidding me? No. No. It got renewed? Uh, I'm checking the independent.com and it says it's been renewed, yeah. Wow. Oh, okay, wow. Can, I'm, I'm legitimately surprised about uh, that. Also, New Girl, New Girl was on the verge of being canceled, but they have renewed it. But yeah, they're back for the seventh season. Won the final season. Yeah, they should. It, it, it's definitely at the point of wrap it up, B. It's it's run its course. Yeah, yeah no, we're so definitely I, at the I, I remember up they were very uncertain on if there was going to be another season, so they wrote the season finale of the season six here to uh, possibly be the series finale. It's it's just run out of steam. And it, and honestly, it makes perfect like you, I'm sure you all saw the the season finale. <laughs> no, you didn't see the new girl season finale this year. <laughs> no. No. Okay, well, I did, and it, this has been a perfect place for the show to stop. Just stop it right there. No need to go any further. Yeah, I, yeah. So they kind of wrapped it up the way that it, it could be wrapped up, that they don't have to do another season. Like yep. they, they, they wouldn't have to do another episode. Everything okay. is exactly where it should be right now. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, any, so, let's see, wow, Brooklyn's coming back, right? I'm sorry? Brooklyn Nine-Nine's coming back? That is coming back. that's coming back. And then we got Blackish renewed with a spinoff. Uh, what is the spinoff? Spinoff, Zoe. Yeah, Zoe. It's about her in college? Yeah. Oh, so they they did their own version of A Different World? Uh Yep. All right, look, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. It could be good. I'm glad uh, it, that that it, show would have the power to be spun off. I don't have faith that it's going to last more it, than It could a be season. the new Dear White People. It, it could, because the problem could. is Zoe is probably to be, and I feel terrible saying this, she's probably the least talented of the children. Don't maybe that's that. just the role. Yeah. Maybe that's just the role that she plays, but I feel like out of all the kids, she's the the weakest of them. Like I could watch Diane all day long, or even Junior, all day. The Misadventures of Junior, that's a show I could watch. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, yeah, I'm not. I don't know if I could do. Yeah, I don't know if I can do this one. <laughs> yeah, that's just me though. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so those are kind of what's going on cancellation wise. Now, Alex, you also had some some new shows you wanted to kind of talk about. Um, and I and I kind of have one here, which is called Couple on Fox. Uh, we've got Ghosted, which is um, which is basically described as X Files, a comedic version of X Files. So we've got it's a paranormal comedy starring Craig Robinson and Adam Scott, um, and it's uh, uh, it's yeah. So it centers on a, a skeptic Robinson and a true believer Adam Scott. Uh, in the paranormal, who are recruited by the Bureau Underground to look into rampant, unexplained activity in Los Angeles. Um, so yeah, definitely a comedic version of the X-Files. Um, and then uh, next up, we've got L.A. to Vegas, which is an ensemble comedy, ensemble workplace comedy about uh, an airline crew and its eccentric passengers. Um, I do not know any of the people who are starring in this show. Um, uh, what's, what's the dude's name? Uh, is it Dermot Mulroney? I don't know. Not see. Dermot Mulroney. What's that other, what's that dude's name? I always get him and Dermot Mulroney always mixed up. Ah, he was in Olympus is Fallen. And I, I don't know why that's the only thing I can remember him being in beyond, beyond anything better than that. Dylan McDermott, there we go. Uh, Dylan McDermott. So I'm sorry, he plays Captain Dave. Um, we've got uh, someone, Kim Matula, who is who plays Hope on The Bold and Beautiful, apparently. Uh, and uh, no one else, let's see, uh, no one else no, that I... No one else I, big, just the other couple like... Comedy, British dude you know, from the actors. Mindy Project. Right. Well, and, I, I don't know if he's on this series as a regular, if he's just in an episode. That's interesting. Uh, I, yeah. 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 Um, no, I was just going to I don't know if you watched the, the trailer for it. I watched the trailer for it. It looks funny to me. It, it's, it's about a crew that works basically... And the reason why it makes so much sense to me and so funny, it's basically the clue, the crew working like a Southwest Airlines flight from L.A. to Vegas. And if you've ever been on a flight from L.A. to Vegas, those flights are always, you know, can always be interesting, like depending on what flights you get, what time you get. And so a show about characters revolving around that and what they showed looked really good. I, I think that it'll be pretty I think it'll be pretty funny. I don't I don't know. With, you guys have to watch the trailer, but it looked funny to me. I had a couple laugh out loud moments. Mm-hmm. I think you know the captain himself is going to be the star of that show because he's basically kind of just like an inappropriate drunk pilot without uh, being too old. Okay. What ha, have you guys heard of um, the Orville, which is the new Seth MacFarlane show, which is supposed to be the parody of kind of, oh yeah of, the space it's the, a space the, parody right yeah, space Star Trek, space parody. it's roughly galaxy quest it is roughly galaxy quest okay. right that's that's yeah. the mo- i think they just it just got its big hype yesterday it was like the first thing i saw about it they, when yeah, they started yeah. that it was out and 
they had like the trailer for it, and they say it's actually supposed to be pretty funny. I don't know. It's Seth, Seth McFarlane, man. He's, you know, one way or another, man. Um, now, Alex, you had two other shows you wanted to talk about. Uh, what's The Mayor about? So The Mayor is an ABC comedy uh, from Tony Winner, uh, David Diggs, and it's about a rapper that's basically struggling, like a young, you know, young rapper trying to make it in the industry, and he actually cares about his community somewhat, and he gets the idea to run for mayor of his city to help promote his rap career, thinking that he won't win, and instead he actually ends up becoming mayor of the city, and now it actually is up to him to, you know, turn the city around that he actually cares about with the so help Trump. of his... Damn. No, it ain't Trump. <laughs> Brandon man. Michael Hall is... I had such a positive spin on the show about a young black man making it, and then you had to mention that orange face fucker. Hiya, ta 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 Ah! Anyway, but with the help of his, his family and his mother and a young, um, I don't know, politician, what do you call him? I don't know, a young politician, you know, they're working to, you know, change his city. Because as much as he did it as a stunt, he actually really does care about his city that he lives in. Now, Brandon okay. Michael Hall, what is that something? Does I know him from anywhere? The, the guy who plays the mayor. No, was he, was he supposed to be um the dude who's gonna be uh, Axel Foley? Or no, Axel no, no, no. You're thinking about uh, Brandon, Brandon something else? Yeah, Brandon T. Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so, um, so there are more than one. Brandon, Black Ma- Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Michael Hall is in Search Party. He plays Julian on Search Party. The black dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, so that's that. why he looked familiar. Yeah. That is his pretty much his only credit right now. Major credit. Um, so next up, we've got Alex Inc. What's uh, Alex Inc. about? Um, now, I'm interested in Alex Inc., but Alex, you also tell me about Alex Inc. Uh, so, I, uh, I guess it kind of his home. Uh, to us, but Alex Inc. is from... No, actually, you should talk about it because I have no interest for one reason, because it's Zach Braff. I have interest because it is... Well, you know what? I did not it... like Scrubs at all. So that's why... <laughs> <laughs> that's so, why I don't care to talk about it. Now, I... I i am always been a big fan of uh, Scrubs, and uh, so this show is... Um, it's about Alex Schulman, Schumann, um, he's a radio journalist, husband, father of two, uh, who quits his job, starts his own company, and he realizes that it's a lot harder than he thought. Off, off top, premise is, is ridiculous because there is very few people, and I, I know it's, I know it's based on a true story, but there are very few people who has, who's married with two kids who would quit their job to, to start their own company, especially in Silicon Valley. That's something, that's kind of something you do, you should think about doing before you have two kids. You can probably do that when you have a wife, but two kids quitting your job to start a company. One percent of people are successful doing that. I was I was with you until you said Silicon Valley because that means he may have the capital to sit you know sit without a job for a while while he starts something. That's the only reason that makes it believable. 
that he can sit and do that. Other than that, I don't, I don't know. I think the premise in itself and being that it is based off of a true story, like the guy's trying to start his own podcast company, which is something that really, I'm going to say what, I don't know. Actually, that, that is, that is a good idea now, actually. That, that well, podcast are Well, no, it's something that people have been doing like for the last three or four years because there's so many now podcast networks out there that people, you know, are a part of that it's like, all right, I, I get it, but eh, I, I don't know if the premise is something that can hold a show together and maybe it's, you know, I guess it's geared towards that, that group of people, those listeners, people that enjoy, you know, podcasting are super into podcasts as you know, such you should be into ours. Um, but I don't know how you use that in the sense of a standard workplace comedy. Like, I, I just don't know how the writing's going to go. And my other problem, once again, is Zach Braff. And I just, Scrubs, man. Layton, I know you were one of those people that held on to Scrubs, you know, even when it went to the ABC, but I just don't get him. <laughs> um, yeah, some of his later stuff. His movies, I've not, well, I, I, I will never, I, I didn't like some of his movies, but I will say I initially liked Garden State. I don't think I can go back to it right now. I don't think I can go back to Garden State, but I know when Garden State came out, I dug it. Um, I dug never it. saw it. It, never it, was, it was good 15 years ago when, you know, when you're an angsty, uh, 20 year old, when you were more angsty, but now you just realize that it's actually really dumb. But, um, Couple more things that um, I want to discuss. Roseanne, Roseanne is coming back for an eight for eight episodes. Um, everybody's coming back, and they're even going to have both Beckys. Both Beckys are going to be Sarah Chalk and um, the girl from the other one. Uh, are also speaking of Scrubs, are also going to um, are both going to be playing. Are both coming back? So I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Maybe they're just going to just have each one interchange and not even mention it. Um, even dude for, who's now on um, Big Bang Theory is, is coming back to Roseanne. Um, uh, so yeah, Roseanne's coming back for an eight episode run, and I take it you guys don't care or no. My question is going to be why. Uh, it's the same reason Will and Grace is coming back for uh, a mini run. Nostalgia, man. I mean. Yeah, but it, I, at that point, I'm like, why are you? Is it really nostalgia, or are you just fresh out of ideas to bring viewers if, in? If ABC doesn't do it, or NBC doesn't do it, Netflix, Netflix will. Is gonna do it. Yeah, I'm telling that's, you. that's why this is being done. It's not being done because there's a, a huge demand. They it's saw how successful Full House relevant. was, and Full House yeah. is worse than both those shows. So, mm-hmm. um, right? I'm, I'm not talking crazy, right? Full House is worse than Roseanne, and um. And Will and Grace, so like, uh, and they turned that into a success. So, um, you know, you got you got to cut you, anything you can do to cut Netflix off at the knees. You got to do it. Cut them off at the knees. I guess so. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind like a Murphy Brown coming back for a little bit there. I mean, like you know, Candice Bergen's still around, right? She's she's, she's I, yes, Candice Bergen's still around and living. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing, um, you know, Sports Night come back. Uh, that would be, even oh, though yeah, I'd, I'd love to see how they they handle the new media landscape because, like, you know, that show um, kind of predicted that. Even though I don't really like Aaron Sorkin anymore, um, you know, um, it should be with the Sorks. Oh, did you not hear? Um, 
he had like he was doing some sort of um he was doing some sort of talk and uh you know people talking about you know did you, you know what do you think about all the kind of inequalities with you know getting your movies made and how women and black people can't you know it's really tough for them to get any of their movies made but it's really easy for white people to get in movies and Aaron Sarkin said wait what are you talking about it's are you saying that people you know there are people out there who don't get their movies you know who don't get their movies based made based on merit or whatever and he was like he was like real surprised and and look I was glad to be like uh what He's, he was like really surprised. He's like, he's like, I'm gonna have to go look into this because I don't know if that's true or not. And so that, that's when you realize that this guy is, he's, he must be living in like some kind of weird bubble. Um, yeah, well, you know, Aaron so Aaron Sorkin can smoke crack, so mm. <laughs> not the <to> crack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, 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 that kind of so. like, that, that mm. kind of thing like really like uh, threw me threw me off. Um, All right. No, he. I didn't know he Cuban beat that. All right. I'll, I'll send you guys a, a link. I'll, I'll, a link about it. Cool. Uh, uh, so, guys, is there anything else <laughs> that you um? I just want to see what Damon had to say about any of these new shows. He seems to be like uninterested, and we got like the same Damon back. That's basically cancel, cancel, go be canceled. Oh shit! I hit the mute. I hit the mute button. My bad. No. Confirmation. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was on the mute button. Um, it's not even necessarily that I don't think shows are worth the time. I feel like there's just so many options that it's really difficult for a new show that, unless it is immediately really, really funny, to find any footing, right? Um, just think about how many bingeable shows there are right now. And how many different outlets you have to watch them on. You know, like, we're slowly working our way through the Americans. Fargo's currently on. Kimmy Schmidt comes out Friday. You know, A Master of None is out right now. Like, what if you decide, oh, I'm going to go ahead and start Sense8. You know, I finished Crazy Head, which is fantastic. You know, uh, Chewing Gum, which is great. You know, there's, like, there's new stuff all the time that just has you know, at the tip of your finger that can just captivate you. Well, why would I spend my time on, you know, a single camera, you know, sitcom that's pretty terrible and formulaic and not that great. The, so don't, don't take like, the things to thinking that I don't feel like shows deserve it. It's just difficult, man. You know, so, I'm, I'm the perfect example. I got two kids and a hectic travel schedule. My wife and I get like an hour to 90 minutes where we get to watch something. So because the landscape, so basically because the landscape of how we consume our entertainment has changed, what you're saying is if you're going to be a show that gets your attention, you got to step it up and be worth watching. You yeah, can't or, be, yeah. Run the, you can't be like, all right, it was okay, or it was good. You have to be something to actually say, is this worth my time? Exactly, man. And so is that, and, and that's, and you, do you feel like that's just a, a total reflection of the current state of people and consuming, you know, media in this format with, you know, Netflix and streaming services versus Absolutely. the old fashioned of tune it in and, and sit down and watch? And no one's tuning in. 
who's who's tuning in? Everyone's just trying to catch. You're either going to put it in a DVR and catch them as you can, or if the shit's bingeable, you watch as many as you want at a time. I mean, Search Party, for instance. That that was a. I don't think I would have ever finished Search Party unless it was bingeable. And that is the that's that's a shame because I know there are a ton of people who never finished that show and missed out on a really great experience because that's a good show. I imagine there are a lot of other shows that are very similar to that that people will never ever get an opportunity to watch because of the way that we consume our media. Okay. So respectable. I get your point. Yeah, man. No, I'm with you. Did anybody um, see Brockmire, by the way? Hell yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off like that. Uh, yes. I watched all of Brockmire. I don't know if it got renewed for a second season. I think it may. Uh, Yo. Brockmire was fire. Yeah, Hank Azaria is killing this shit. That dude is amazing. And that character. Layton, did you watch Brockmire? Dude, guys, I, I don't have time. I don't have time to go all the way up to IFC to, to, to watch TV, man. This motherfucker. Hey, right? I don't have time to go up to IFC. My bad. You too, you too busy ruining movies for your caddies, huh? Right. Yeah. He, <laughs> and they're ruining, ruining, ruining Guardian of the Galaxy two for his Uber driver. Yeah. You know, I could have been watching IFC, but I got to ruin this movie right quick. <laughs> yeah. I, this Uber pool is calling because I got to be out. Yo, <laughs> got to be out. No time for Brockmire. Hey, Brockmire, Mark Meyer is good, man. Everybody in it is good. I, yep. I think, you know. You would, um, um, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda P. Hank yeah. Azaria is great. I don't know the name yeah. of the the kid, little but, black kid. Yeah, little, little black kid. He's yeah, amazing. He's fantastic, son. The whole show is Tyrell Jackson Williams. Yep. Okay. He's They're fantastic. Fantastic. That kid is hilarity, man. Oh, it's the dude from Lab Rats. Okay, I, I know who you're talking about. Then. Okay. It, it's yeah, just a really well done show. show that has a ton of really really good quirks to it and i do mean the quirk quirks in a good way though um you know the the broadcasters award ceremony fam that was so good the fact that joe buck was really there like (laughs) it was i got joe buck yeah like he's not above taking a Taking a shot at himself, and I thought that was really effing cool. And you know the the throw my dick on Brent Musburger's upper lip, fantastic stuff, dog. Such such a great line. <laughs> like there's, there's a lot of really good stuff in this show. Like you like late if you only caught ten or fifteen minutes, I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah, you I love it. I would say if anything, Layton, if you haven't have you seen any episodes of Brockmire? I was barely even aware that the show existed. I, I was, right. I was confusing it with Longmire. I thought I thought that's what you were talking. No, about. no, no, no. It's Brockmire. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best IOC show since probably Portlandia's first season. Season. Exactly. Like, do this. Go find it on the internet tonight or whenever this weekend. Watch the first episode. The first. I don't know what is that the first like three minutes of that episode, like the first Hell yeah. of the episode that yeah. should sell you right there and be like I need to sit down and watch what this man's gonna do. Yeah, like if you if you can get past the first fifteen minutes of that show and decide that that's just not for you, then it's not for you. Yeah, it's just, it's just not for you. Now 
anybody else I show it to, man, love it. Like my my girl, my my she doesn't she'll watch some of the comedies with me, but something like Brock Meyer, she wasn't really into. Once she saw it was about like a baseball announcer, she's like, eh, I, I kind of give it a chance. That first episode, those first three minutes, she was in stitches. And from then that point on, it was on the DVR. We sit down, we're watching it. We're watching it. We gotta, we gotta watch Brock Meyer. Gotta see what Brock Meyer did this week. It's that good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's see what. Okay, oh. I bet. Oh no, right? <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, well, don't. Don't, don't bring that up, man. Now you have me thinking about Powerless, man. And... Uh, no, was right. the show, the show wasn't good. It was it's not good right. at all. It's so that cool. show was not good. It wasn't all right. It wasn't mediocre. I watched every episode. To oh, use good, Damon's uh... words, to use one of Damon's favorite words to describe there the show, tepid. I, I, I would continue to watch. I would have continued to watch it. And, and you would have been the only. Yeah, right. Like, I feel bad because I, I legitimately love Alan Tudyk. And, and Ron Funches. Yeah, I mean, I, we already talked about Funches, so I, I thought that went without saying. But, you know, obviously we love Funches, and Alan Tudyk is good, literally everything he does. But some shit just ain't going to get saved, dog. <laughs> this is one of those things. Um... That show was one of them. <laughs> um... All right, guys. I kind of have to eat. Go holler at yeah. some chicks. You, gotta, <laughs> you guys, you, you guys think way uh, more negatively of me than I uh, realize. No, I just I, I kind of have to eat. Uh, it's uh, nine, nine o'clock right now. Um, oh, man, I, I, I yeah, gotta make. I gotta make some fruit. Go I don't bed. even understand how you are not in bed. I, I mean, like I would be in bed uh, two hours ago if I well, yeah, two hours ago if I were you. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I don't, I don't know how you're doing that. Um, but guys, um, this show is on Twitter. Well, uh, Situation Pod. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm, I'm already. I've, I've oh, a hunger bring, hunger bring, hunger bring going on there. Mm-hmm. It's on iTunes. A Situation Pod me. You know, it's um, it's on Stitcher Radio, it's uh, Facebook, it's uh, everywhere. I'm on I'm I'm on Twitter. It's uh, Lake Gordon, um, and uh, it's Lake Gordon on on, on pretty much all social media. L A T E G O R G O N. Um, I I I do want to have the show be more regular. You know, my my schedule has been all over the place, and I apologize for that. We have the potential. To have some great guests upcoming, um, and, you know, Alex, he's got the uh, the hookup with all the he's got the hookups, and uh, it would be great to talk some sitcoms with some great guests. Um, I'm hoping that can happen. Now, Alex, how do you how did you get these hookups? And uh, just lead that. You know, start with start with your social media, then lead into your um, various how you got the hookup. Oh, all right. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Jiggy's My Day Job. That's where I'm at. And I actually got these hookups um, through another podcast that I'm a fan of and used to uh, tweet with the community and that show is now, you know, it's, it's gone. It's canceled. It's been wiped off the face of the earth, uh, strangely enough. But uh, because of the Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time period podcast, I uh, 
actually met a few people through that, uh, made some connections with uh, someone that, you know, is friends with one of the hosts of the show, met, you know, another comedian that was a guest on the show, actually out here in L.A., and, you know, talked with them, chopped it up, and kind of made that connection from there. So I'm trying to put something together. Uh, once we get something locked down with the regular recording time and, and put something together, we can, you know, start announcing some guests and have them on and, you know, talk to them and share with them. So that's where I'm at, folks. Hit me on Twitter. Damon, what's going on with you? Cool. Uh, get Out the Room has been a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, we just haven't been able to get a show up, but that'll change as Alien Covenant comes out this week. So we'll definitely get that going. Um, you know, we did see... A couple of Netflix joints. Uh, we are still here. Um, I've been watching a, a, a lot of little things and trying to catch up on stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll get some shows out soon. Did you but see yeah. that um, that that movie that takes place in Iceland where all the people disappear? Is that is that one of your? That, that is on Netflix, and I can't bring myself to watch it. Okay. Wait, what show is this? <laughs> it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, like it, the uh, it's a couple and they go to they're in Iceland and everyone in the world disappears and they're trying to figure out how, why, and if they're the only ones. Now, okay. just a real quick question, Damon: Are you honestly like um, anticipating um, the new Alien movie? Uh, uh, Covenant, absolutely, man. This is the so you know this is the xenomorph movie that you wanted Prometheus to be. You you know you didn't want to get you know seventeen seconds of an almost xenomorph. You wanted to see where did these motherfuckers come from, how did they get created, and now are they going to be taking motherfuckers out? And that's all Alien Covenant is. Uh, I think we have two more sequels after this one. Um, to get us to the first movie on the Nostromo from Alien. Um, so I'm excited, man. I think really Scott, you know, I've heard a mixed bag of things. I'm not necessarily sure what everybody was looking for. So I can't say that, but I will say that I'm excited for what we're going to, what we're going to see in a couple of days. I guess, you know, Ridley Scott, I, I think he's lost it. Uh, Ooh, uh, really? Uh, he's not directing it. Though, he's, so. he's not, you know, he's not Oliver Stone bad, but like, wow, he's he's inching. I think that I don't necessarily know if Oliver Stone's bad. I think the times have just passed him by. Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone is a child of the 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 sixties and that era, and yeah, like that, that time is past. A lot type shit. Yeah, it's, that time is over. It's past now, dude. You can't you can't yeah. get those anymore. You can't get that back, but. You can't tell me that really Scott still can't make a good film. Oh, you didn't make yeah, I gotta do uh, But for a while, though, I mean, for a while, though, he was, I mean, like, I remember seeing The Counselor and uh, Prometheus, Robin Hood, <sighs> Body of Lies, American Gangster. Uh, okay, uh, Body of Lies, not that bad. I actually really enjoyed that movie. Dude, fucking The Prestige. Yep. The Prestige, the Prestige is an incredible film. Holla. A, an incredible film. Uh, you know what? You're right. Uh, maybe it's because I, I was I hated the counselor so much. Um, 
Well, the counselor was just bad because the counselor was coming off the hills of, you know, movies like No Country for Old Men and, and things that were like, you know, yeah, this, kind of this kind of gritty, you know, pulpy crime. And everybody was trying to go for that angle. Like a lot of times. Trying to find it, yep. Yeah, a lot of times it's not just necessarily the director's fault because, you know, the studio wants to weigh in on what they want because they're trying to get recoup that cash. So, the prestige is Christopher Nolan, by the way, not Ridley Scott. Yeah, not. Martin, I know you're talking about. Uh, the other The Illusionist. Was that the other one? Yeah. Yeah, The Illusionist. It came out at the same time, but The Prestige was a much better film. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, by yeah. far. Yeah, Illusionist was what? Hugh Jackman? Yep. Hugh Jackman was in there, and uh, Christian Bale. Yep. Scarlett Johansson. Right, right. Michael Caine. I mean, the the cast in and of itself was stacked, yo. It, yeah, I don't necessarily think it's Ridley Scott. I think it's just some of the things that happen and, you know, direction taken. Like, he doesn't make, he hasn't made, like, dunkers. Like, his, he, he, okay, Robin Hood? Robin Hood was a little bad. Counselor is garbage. Is is a straight booty. Garbage. But you can't you can't hold the counselor against the rest of his work. Exactly. He directed Exodus, Gods and Kings. Oh shit! Shit. I I blame that on the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that was that whole thing. Is what Exodus, Noah. They trying to go for that new telling version of Bible story. They they tried. It was terrible. You can tell. I mean, like he—he he was in a rut, man. Nobody wanted to give him anything, and then he just—he has, has to pay pay his penance with Exodus. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, yeah good 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 All right, um, but <laughs> yes, make the movies, man. You can't—you can't bash him. Uh, again, I—I I was a little harsh by comparing him to Oliver Stone because Oliver Stone is yes. done. He's terrible. Done. I, no one should ever give Oliver Stone money to make a movie again. How about Bay? Michael Bay? Yeah. What are you talking about? He's still great. What do you... He's, he's, he's still great. He's yeah. the king of blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't make any of his films good. No, 13 Hours? Um, not, pain, not, pain, not a good movie. Hell of an action pain, film. Pain and Gain is good. Um, the dark comedy? The two and a half hour dark comedy? Oh, I liked it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 13 okay. Hours. Um, the first, the, Transform- hours the first Transformers movie... Is don't say good. It's fine. Adequate. It's adequate. Yeah, um, it's not bad. There's not enough of, robots in it though. Age of Extinction. Well, that, that's why it's adequate. Age of Extinction yeah. is two and a half, actually near three hours of pure torture. Though. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, that is it's just uh, a waste of celluloid. Uh, Jesus. Uh, I, I, I so I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, but I think Michael Michael Bay can put together a good action sequence and he. I, I just yeah, I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a question. Yeah. He can blow shit up. He can shoot an action sequence. It's just that yeah. he doesn't know how to put content together with his films. Like, he can blow shit up. He can give you these big sweeping visuals, but he can't sit there and give you a, a conjoined story that's like, all right, I can watch this and, and go along with it. Like, not Anthony just... Anthony Hopkins... I, I, just said that Michael Bay is one of the is like one of the greatest filmmakers that he's ever encountered. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is like ninety years old, man. It's, you know. That's ridiculous. What does Michael Caine say? <laughs> it paid for his boat. Yeah, right. 
So I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the boat that it paid for or something like that. Yeah, a lot worse things than having a boat paid for. But mm-hmm. I say all this to say I am excited for Alien Covenant. Uh, I don't understand how no one else is. I think that's ridiculous. Because Prometheus was booty. What are you talking about? Prometheus was not booty. It wasn't that bad. What Prometheus was was a science fiction movie that people would have been very happy with had they not been looking for the link to aliens the entire time. I think, you know, when there was this idea that they were going to get this huge direct link to alien and that shit didn't happen. Yeah, nah. (laughs) Motherfuckers was angry. So I think we are at the point now where Ridley recognized, uh, I can't do that shit again. So we about to get new xenomorph. Cause... Show the xenomorph in the in the trailer. In in, in the, the trailer, cuz. I'm gonna need a face hugger. We we got it. We got right. it. We need all of that. All of <laughs> we it. We need a face hugger. We need some acid. Yep. Every last bit of it. No questions. Y'all coming to the theater to see this? You're looking for it? I got you. Basically, really is telling you message received loud and clear. <laughs> all right. So with that. For Damon, and then for Alex, I'm Leighton. Uh, good night, everyone, and we'll talk again. Peace and blessings. Bye, y'all. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um,